0: Welcome to Goth and Bougie. <laughs> she beat me did I sound it just? Did I
1: sound just like you? Did you sound just like me? Do I sound like this?
0: Here comes Peter Cottontail. Welcome I've to Goth and the
1: Bougie. Be Easter, high, the
0: Easter's on its way. On its way. Thank the God for pagan it? holidays. What's man? the rest of it? <clears throat> he's, got coming, he's coming down the bunny
1: trail. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Chimney, no Santa. <laughs> oh, don't know of the song. Thank God for pagan holidays. That's all I gotta Dippity, say.
1: Happy, happy Easter's on its way.
0: You know, um, I have an RV out at the lake, mm-hmm. which is like Tualatin, past Quinlan.
1: Redneck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why did they, you say Quinlan? That's like the most redneck. It, it really yes. Yeah. Riviera. When we first
1: put um, our trailer out there.
0: We Your dad read, cracks
1: me up because he posts like I went to Walmart and like, like Walmart
0: in Quinlan. <laughs> um, it was the headquarters for the Texas Texas Rebel Knights, the KKK. I'm like, that's great, fuck. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that was like fuck. Yeah. Anyway, that explains um, a lot. Yeah. Um, anyway, not to put down anyone in Quinlan because I know people there, but I was talking about Easter. Mm-hmm. So there's fireworks stands out there. Mm-hmm. My first year. That we're out there. Because we lived out there full time for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fucking Easter and fireworks. Praise Jesus. Let's shoot off some fireworks. Jesus has risen. Praise the Lord. Praise Mother's Day. Fireworks. Happy Mother's Day fireworks. <laughs> and not gunfire because you can tell the difference. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Happy Hi. Thanksgiving fireworks. They shoot off fireworks for every everything. Fucking thing. Yeah. Um. The, the, fun, the funny thing was Easter though. Praise Jesus, fireworks. Was it like the, a cross? Did it make a cross?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay. Yeah, anyway, I, I digress. So, this is the same. If you listen to the last few episodes, we're recording this episode at the same time. So, there's not much new stuff for us to tell you. No. Nope. I'm, I'm still single. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, by this, by April, this is actually going to I will to- still be single. That's the story of my life.
0: Actually, no. This one's not going to air
1: the Friday before Easter. Oh, my God. Fuck. Sorry. Er, back
0: it up. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to air
1: April 3rd. So, that's the week before. <laughs> April, April Fools. <laughs> April Fools. April Fools, everybody. Yeah, we planned that. I got y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we planned it. Did I tell you about... But I will still be single. Have you ever put it... That's not an April Fool's joke. Because nobody likes me.
0: Have you ever done any really good April Fool's pranks?
1: I haven't. Let I've... me
0: share with you <laughs> <laughs> why I no longer do April Fool's okay. pranks. Tell me your knowledge. Two of them. I have two that I, I did on um, my other best friend back in the day, Nikki. Uh-huh. We did... <laughs> I still feel so bad about this one. So... She had just gotten married. She was very. We were very young. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, she's we, been married once, right? Now she's married again now. Okay. Yeah. Now she's been married twice because the one guy she married just for the green card. Just <laughs> to, for, for him to get a green card. He's from Colombia. Okay. And he's like, the coca is very good. <laughs> the cocaine. The coca. <laughs> muy bueno. He was a great guy. Um, anyway, her first marriage, we decided... That we were going to go into her house, which she was in a very small house off of Fair, Fairview in Dallas. It was uh-huh. like a,
1: Yeah, I know where that is.
0: It was very small...
1: It's um, like by Fair Park. Yes,
0: yes. Uh-huh. So the house is very small. And there East was Grand Thirty.
1: Yes, there was regret. exactly. So Fairview's the ha- street. Yes, I'm so, gonna go tell Nikki to listen to this episode okay, too. But listen, I'm gonna. Tell, so Nikki, this is really weird. So if you okay, so like coming from like Mesquite area, going towards like downtown, mm-hmm. you exit and then East Grand, and then you take a left. Right. Okay, and that takes you to Fairview. Yeah. Okay, if you look straight ahead, the house at the, that's at the end of the street right there is the house my mom parents grew up in and were Oh really. My grandmother grew up in that Bonnie and Clyde used to come pay them to watch out. Oh, wow.
0: Very small world. Yes, yeah, so it was only like a couple streets over right. that this their little house was in. They had just moved in, um, and the house next door was empty, and there was no one there. So it was a drug house. The door was open all the time, but mm-hmm. nobody was ever there. So they only had a few pieces of furniture in their house, and we decided we were going to prank her husband and my boyfriend <laughs> at the time and take all of the furniture out of the house and put it in the other house and make it look like they'd gotten broken into but we were like wait no they're gonna know it's april fool's as soon as right. as soon as we come in because it's april fool's day they're gonna right. know so we're like we have to come up with a like a distraction like we have to come up with some other type of prank so they think the prank is already over right and then when we get to the house they'll be like they'll think it's real so we went out that night and we decided oh we know we'll tell her husband that she's pregnant <clears throat>
1: <laughs> this is the worst.
0: April pulls up. <laughs> yes, so we're we're out doing our thing. We, we used to go shoot pool all the time, and she's like, "Oh, I have something to tell you." And he's like, "What?" And she's like, "I'm pregnant." And up until that point, they had talked about like it would be the worst thing ever. <clears throat> he was so happy. <gasps> oh he no! He picks her up, <laughs> swings her around. <gasps> oh. I'm so happy. I can't wait to have a baby with you. And we're like, holy fuck. She's like, I'm sorry. (laughs) supposed to be a joke. He was so pissed. He was so pissed off. He's like, fuck this shit. We're leaving. So, oh shit. Oh shit. So, we were in their truck and we rode in the back. We were, this is, yeah." yeah. So, her and I were in the back. And her husband and my boyfriend were in the front, in the in the cab, and we're like on the way back. We're like, holy shit. <laughs> we should have what, moved what, the furniture. What are we going to do? Because when we get back to the house, there's nothing in the house. <laughs> you moved the furniture. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's going to lose his shit. <laughs> I'm like, Nikki, you may be getting divorced over this. <laughs> We're like, oh shit, what are we going to do? I'm like, okay, as soon as we get to the house, we just have to tell them right away. It's a joke. It's we got to tell them right away. Oh my God, we're like scared to death. <laughs> we pull up into the house. Ha- we pull up. <coughs> the other thing is we had left all the lights on and the blinds pulled so that you could see straight in the house and there was nothing in there. Oh, fuck. Man, when we went, we went all the fuck out. So, we're like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, shit. He pulls up. We could hear him cussing in from the cab of the truck to us in the back of the, of the truck. Mm-hmm. And We're like, oh, shit, we're going to get killed tonight. This is going <laughs> to die. We're going to die. So, he's like, motherfucker, what the fuck, what the fuck? And she, like, jumps. As soon as the truck stops, she jumps out. It's a joke. It's a joke. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so <laughs> sorry. We are so. We will put it all back with the <laughs> I should have learned then <laughs> not to do April Fool's jokes anymore. You think? I okay, actually have two more. Uh, it, we have to have time. We might have to... I'll postpone my true crime No, we have time. Okay, if I have to postpone my true crime story, I will. No, we I have will. time. Just to share my two, April Fool's jo- my two more April Fool's Day pranks. I've not done any Please,
1: more Please note, Mel did not do this with <coughs> Mel. So, no. Mel was a good girl.
0: So, I was an assistant director at a child care center right. in um, Valley Ranch. Right. And... <laughs> it's funny she can't even this say this teacher man she'd hate me for rest of her life I know this I had just gotten back from bus runs which as you know where you go and you right, bring I the, know the kids right in I had so picking the kids up from <laughs> school yes I had contrived with another teacher that we were going to play a, a joke on let's call her Shay Miss Shay um, we're going to play a joke on Miss Shay <clears throat> so I'm like I'm going to tell her that the police are here for her <laughs> 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 so I, t- I go in there Miss Shay Yeah Miss Linda what's up um, There's a police officer at the front door for you And she's like what Why I'm like I don't know They wouldn't tell me why They just said they need to speak with you right now yeah. And I said I'll watch your class You go ahead She leaves out the door I'm in the classroom I'm waiting for her to come back She doesn't come back Bitch went out the back door and left. <laughs> <laughs> she left. She it not for her, yeah, no, she just yes. she left. She left, and I'm like, I, I look at the door. I'm <laughs> with my other teacher in in you know my cohort. And she's what, off? And she's like, Where'd she go? I'm like, I don't know where'd she go. I'm like, I called the cook in there to the the classroom. Maria, get in here. You gotta watch the kids. Or I don't know what's going on. I call her on her phone. Where did you go? She's like. I went out the back door. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> She's like, I'm like, is there something I need to know? She's like, no, I don't know. I don't know what. I said, Shay, it was a joke. It's April Fool's Day. She's like, oh, Mister, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I said, is there something wrong? She's like, I, just, I don't trust no cop. I don't know why they're there for me, but whatever it is, I don't want to be a part of it. Ah. I said, will you please come back? <laughs> i like, I need somebody in your classroom. Would you please, please come back?
1: Uh, yeah, you shouldn't play any.
0: No. There's one more. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, they never go right. I, I was this I old this. but I, was... I learned
1: not to play for fools' jokes.
0: Another child care center. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was not assistant director. I was just a teacher in the classroom. There was a communal courtyard where all the classrooms went out the doors. Okay? There was three classrooms. <clears throat> I had contrived with the other teachers of course i always bring other people into my shit yeah <laughs> but we're gonna play a joke on miss samantha i'm going to tell these teachers this because she's she's my friend on facebook um, facebook in new york um i'm gonna play a joke on miss samantha and we're gonna make it seem like one of the kids <clears throat> in her group is missing and <laughs> that's not so funny i know but it was it wasn't but it was <coughs> sorry <laughs> 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 and i had all the teachers in on it too and we each had four children that were assigned to us. Mm-hmm. It was family groups. So we go into the communal, uh, and there was this one kid that always ran off, and his name was Chris. I wonder how he's doing now, because he's probably like 13, but he was a little toddler. He was always running off, and we we're like, ah. So we're outside, and it was, it was contrived that mm-hmm. another teacher would go outside, who was inside the classroom, right, right. and take the child into <clears throat> the class with her, because her family group was inside so that he would not be out on the playground. The playground had these big wire, um, big metal iron bars, but Mm -hmm. there was space in between them, and there was a big space underneath that actually a kid could crawl under if they figured it out to do it. Um, And I was doing head count, which you're supposed to do like every hour, and I'm like, Miss Samantha, where's Christopher? She's like, what? I'm like, where's Christopher? She's like, she's looking around. He's not here. Miss Belinda, he's not here. I'm like... Where did, where did he get out into the parking lot? Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: Is he in the parking lot? I think I see him in the parking lot. <laughs> so Wait, where was the kid? <laughs> in the classroom. With the other
0: so, she climbs over the fence, and she's like, do you see him? I'm like, I think I see him. I see him. <laughs> And we, go, we both go running out into the parking lot. We had enough. It was a really good school, so there was enough ratio to where we could actually leave. And the kids would still be supervised. And all the other teachers were in on it. And we're out in the parking lot. And I'm like, he's over there. She's, like, ducking under the cars. <laughs> <looking>. <laughs> and then the other teacher walks out of the playground with him in her hand. And I'm like, Samantha. Look! And she looks over into the playground because she had climbed over the fucking fence so of the playground. And she sees the other teacher with it holding. His hand. And the other teacher was an Indian lady who she thought it was the funniest shit ever. But that, she was like, oh, I think I'm gonna quit. <laughs> Did y'all tell her it was a joke? Yes. She was like, she looked at me, she knew immediately, she's like, I hate you. I'm like,
1: April Fools. Oh
0: man. Oh yeah.
1: awesome, man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no April Fools. I should have learned my lesson with the first one. Yeah. Oh my God, Nikki. <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell Nikki. Okay, sorry. That it's was, um, I hope many of you played some really good April Fools jokes this week. It'd be funny. Oh. Because it would have been. I don't do April Fools jokes, so. No, I don't anymore. And I'm really scared that karma's gonna come back and bite me in the ass. I
1: and mean, other than I'm still single, and that's not an April Fools <laughs> joke. April
0: Fool's. <clears throat> um, so yeah, we're talking about true crime this week. We are. I've got a doozy. You've got a doozy? Uh, yes. Okay, so shall we get started? Yes. Okay. Um we might have to take a break a little bit later. Please. That's fine.
1: We got this.
0: I have all this stuff to talk about. <laughs> it? Okay. I'm just all excited now telling my stories about oh, April my Fools. <clears throat> I'm
1: gonna have to tell After Nikki. I have, I have to write talking. this down at the tell Nikki. After she had a singing fucking... And Samantha. Peter Cottontail. <laughs> April Fools. It's really Easter.
0: It's really um April Fools. Not Easter. It's, it's not April Easter. Fools. Okay. So my true crime story mm. talks about a gentleman named Anatoly Moskvin.
1: Anatoly Moskvin? I'm trying to
0: say it like a Russian accent. Moskvin. Moskvin. Okay. Anatoly Moskvin. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is... Happened about 2011, but it goes. His story goes back a little bit further. Um, he loved history. <coughs> he was from Russia, of course. He uh-huh. spoke 13 languages. He traveled extensively. He taught at college level, so he's a professor. Uh-huh. He was a journalist in Nizhny Nov- Novgorod, uh-huh. which is Russia's fifth largest city. He was also a self-proclaimed expert on cemeteries and dumbed, dubbed himself a necropolist. Oh. One colleague even called his work priceless. What's a necropolis? I know necrophilia, um, so it has to do something like death. Like an expert on death, death and cemeteries <clears throat> and, and okay. obituaries and stuff like that. Um, he also collected dolls. Oh. His parents thought that they were...
1: Have you heard of this guy? Go ahead. Okay. I think it's a criminal minds episode. Oh, is it? I think so. Okay, keep going. Okay, so
0: his parents thought that they were vintage dolls.
1: They said we saw these
0: large dolls, but we didn't suspect anything about it. We <gasps> thought it was just his hobby. Yeah. Okay, stop then. You can't we thought it was his hobby to make such big dolls and didn't see anything wrong with it. But in two thousand eleven the historian was arrested after the bodies of twenty nine girls between the ages of three and twenty five were found mummified in his apartment disguised mm-hmm. as dolls. Mm-hmm. So, he didn't kill any of them, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, that's why I'm okay with he, he talking about it. He gives them,
1: like, it. A paral- what is, like, a... He, like, his, dressed them. Yeah. Like, medicine paralyzes them. Is that what he does? No, no. Oh, he didn't kill mummified. them.
0: He didn't kill them. He was a grave robber.
1: Ah, oh, So, maybe this is not no, what you're it's talking not about. okay.
0: So, before they found these bodies, he was known as the ultimate expert on cemeteries in his city of Nizhny Novgorod, he attributes his obsession with the macabre to a 1979 incident when the historian was 13.
1: <clears throat> I'm listening to you. Don't study on time. your story. I'm listening to you. Because you have
0: to hear this shit. Okay. He, he wrote into a weekly publication called Necrologies, and he shared his story. Um, that that we, weekly publication is dedicated to cemeteries and obituaries. So and it's he, still around? This publication, yes. So, and he was an avid contributor to this, this publication. Mm -hmm. So he wrote into them and told them that when he was about 13, um, and this was his last article, which was dated October 25th, 2011. So he divulged how a group of men in black suits stopped him on the way home from school one day. Uh They were en route to a funeral of an 11 year old girl named Natasha Petrova and they dragged him along to her coffin where they forced him to kiss the girl's corpse. What the hell? He wrote, "I kissed her once, then again, and then again." The girl's grieving mother then put a wedding ring on his finger and a wedding ring on the dead girl's finger. So I guess maybe um, the mother wanted—yeah, I guess maybe the mother wanted her to be married before she died to know love, whatever. So he just saw them in the street. Yeah, they just drug him and made him quote marry this dead girl. Don't know if it's true or not, but that's what he says.
1: Yeah. Because I have to know what to put on. Okay, Instagram.
0: Um, So, he says that my strange marriage with Natasha was useful. He said it led to a belief in magic and ultimately fascination with the dead. His interest in corpses never abated. He began to wander through cemeteries as a schoolboy. His macabre interests even informed his studies in Moskvin. Mosk, I think that's how you say it. Moskvin eventually earned an advanced degree in Celtic studies, a story whose mythology often blurs the lines between death and life. Right. The historian also mastered some 13 languages and was a many times published scholar. So he's very very well, very well renowned in in his field. So meanwhile, he roamed from cemetery to cemetery. He said, I don't think anyone in the city knows them better than I do. He said, um, he has extensive knowledge of the region's dead from 2005 to 2007. He claimed to have visited 752 cemeteries just in that city. He took detailed notes on each one and delved into the histories of those buried there. He claimed to have walked up to 20 miles a day, sometimes sleeping on hay bales and drinking rainwater from puddles, just like getting immersed into these cemeteries. Mm-hmm. He posted a documentary series of his travels and discoveries entitled Great Walks Around Cemeteries in what the, and what, another one called What the Dead Said. These continue to be published in a weekly newspaper even today. Oh. He even said he spent one night sleeping in a coffin... <laughs> ahead of the deceased person's funeral. Oh. Well, in 2009, locals began to discover that the graves of their loved ones were desecrated, sometimes completely dug up. Excuse me, I had bird. Excuse me, I had a, bird. <laughs> I mean, I had a bird. The Russian Interior Ministry spokesman told CNN that initially our leading theory with that was that it was done by some extremist organization. We decided to beef up our po- police units and set up groups composed of our most experienced detectives who specialize in extremist crimes. But for nearly two years, the ministry's leads went nowhere. Graves continued to be desecrated and no one knew why. Then a break in the investigation came. Hold on, I gotta take a drink of my drink. Following the terrorist attack at Doma de Dorvo airport in Moscow in 2011, Shortly afterward, afterward, authorities heard reports of Muslim graves being desecrated in the city. Investigators were led to a cemetery where somebody was painting over the pictures of the dead Muslims but not damaging anything else. So they thought this was like a hate crime Right at first. that's what it sounds like. <clears throat> this was where Moskin was finally caught. Eight police officers went to his apartment after they apprehended him at the graves of the Muslims to gather evidence. What they found there shocked them all and shook the world. The 45-year-old lived with his parents, whose parents had no idea what the fuck he was doing, in a small apartment. He was reportedly lonely and something of a pack rat. Inside, the authorities found life-sized, doll-like figures throughout the apartment. The figures resembled... Throughout
1: the apartment, so his parents would see these dolls. Yes. What the
0: hell? Yeah, I know. That's why... He collected dolls. Um, Inside... Okay...
1: The figures resembled. I'm sorry, but if if my. That's just fucking crazy. Because mm-hmm. to me, that would. If you're thinking your son's collecting dolls, like that's a pedophile. That's weird. It's yeah. weird. Like yeah. to me, it'd be like, are you a pedophile? Yeah. Like... What's wrong with you? Yeah. And gigantic dolls. Yeah.
0: The figure, um, I mean... the figures resembled antique dolls. They were fine. They wore fine and varied clothing. Some wore knee-high boots. Others had makeup on their faces. <clears throat> He had covered their faces in fabric. He had also hidden their hands in fabric, except they weren't dolls. They were all mummified corpses of girls. But he didn't kill them. He dug them up. So that's... So...
1: But it's still a true crime, like, against the law. So, because yes. you're desecrating you a can't, grave. Yeah, you not you cannot do that. rob graves. So you can actually find the police footage mm-hmm. online. And you
0: watch them going throughout the apartment. And it's like a pack rat, like quarters, like one of those movies. Right, okay. I love these, watching this show. You see these gigantic-looking dolls... Everywhere, and each one of them is a fucking corpse. <gasps> so some of them had like um, stuffed animal faces over oh them. My God. He put like um, stockings over their hands and, and wrapped them up like mittens. Was he
1: doing stuff with these guys? No.
0: Are you sure? No, it, every bit of evidence says no. So let so me he had finish. No
1: necrophilia. No.
0: Let me let me finish. Um. <clears throat> so when the police moved one of the bodies, it played music as if on cue. Inside the, inside the chest of many of the dolls, mm. he had embedded music boxes. There were also photographs and plaques taking off the gravestones, doll-making manuals on how to do this, um, and maps of local cemeteries about the apartment. Police even discovered that the clothes worn by the cup corpses were the clothes in which they had been buried. <gasps> Investigators... Yikes. Yeah, I know, right? You... Here's some pictures. Here. Oh, let me show you. I printed this for you. Okay, I'll be
1: posting this stuff because I love this morbid. So, that's
0: him. That's one of the dolls. It's hard to see in these photos, but look at this one. So, see that little girl? That was her. Oh. Look at the nose. That's his parents? That's his parents who knew nothing about this. Yeah. Oh. So the um, So, <clears throat> another one contained a hospital tag with the date and cause of the girl's death. A dried human heart was found inside a third body, body. so he took things from the grave Mm -hmm. so that he could keep them with the doll. He admitted that he would stuff the decayed corpses with rags. He would then wrap nylon tights around their faces or fashion doll faces onto them. He would also insert buttons or toy eyes into the girls' eye sockets so that they could, quote, watch cartoons with him. He said that he mostly loved his girls, although there were a few dolls in his garage that he says he he had grown to dislike. He didn't like them anymore. So, they got sent to the garage. Oh. He said he dug up the graves of the girls because he was lonely, but not lonely like sex. He, want, he said he was single and his biggest dream in life was to have children, but the Russian adoption agencies wouldn't let him adopt a child because he didn't have enough money. He added that he had done what he did because he was want, waiting for science to find a way to bring the dead back to life. <clears throat> in the meantime, he used a simple solution. So, of he's s- waiting for them to be zombies waiting for them to be able to live again. Zombies. Basically. The yeah. dead can
1: make to life of mm-hmm. zombies.
0: He used a simple solution of salt <laughs> and baking soda to preserve the bodies. He celebrated the birthdays of the dolls as if they were his own children. Shoes in his apartment matched footprints found near the desecrated graves, and that's how the police knew without a doubt that it was him, that he was the grave robber.
1: Oh.
0: Although only 26 bodies were discovered in his home, he was suspected of desecrating as many as 150 graves after police found numerous grave accoutrements, such as metal nameplates removed from the headstones.
1: Seems like a collector.
0: Yeah, because not only did he steal their bodies, he stole other things from the graves. He actively cooperated with investigators and claimed he made the dolls over the course of 10 years. He was charged with um, desecration of graves and dead bodies. Where a charge was only carried up to five years in prison. He allegedly told the authorities not to bother burying the girls too deeply because he would simply unbury them whenever he got out. Creepy. What the hell? In court, he confessed to 44 counts of abusing graves and dead bodies. He said to the victim's parents, You abandoned your girls. I brought them home and warmed them up. After a psychiatric evaluation, it was determined that he suffered from a form of paranoid schizophrenia. No shit. Yeah. So, in a hearing on May twenty fifth, two thousand twelve, the court deemed him unfit to stand trial, and released him from criminal liability. But he was instead sentenced to a medical um, mm-hmm, facility. Asylum. Yeah, the prosecution was satisfied, and the decision did not. They didn't appeal. <clears throat> so he was removed to a psychiatric clinic, and his stay was reviewed regularly. In February two thousand thirteen, a hearing was approved to extend his treatment, and every year, it's been approved to be extended. I mean, until I hope so. Until twenty nineteen. <laughs> no. December two thousand nineteen, he's now fifty two years old. Psychiatrists claim they cured him and recommended outpatient treatment, but then all of a sudden dramatically reversed their claim. Now they want him to be held indefinitely, but as of now, no new court order has been granted and he is technically free to leave. And he claims that he is going to move to Moscow. Oh. Yeah. So, in an interview after his arrest, he stated that he felt great sympathy for the dead children and thought that they could be brought back to life by either science or black magic. As an expert on Celtic culture, he learned that the ancient Druids slept on graves in order to communicate with the spirits of their dead. Right. So, he also studied the culture of the peoples of Siberia, in particularly the ancient Yakuts. Yakuts? I don't know if I'm saying it. I'm sorry. I've said it wrong. And discovered that they had a similar practice for communicating with the dead. He said he began searching for obituaries of recently deceased children when he couldn't get an adoption. And when he found an obituary that, quote, spoke to him, he would then go sleep on the child's grave in order to communicate with them.
1: And the kids would say, Take me, take me home. Yes,
0: that's what he says. They said. He would determine. They'd say, Take me (laughs) home tonight. I I don't want to. So he said he would determine. Take me home tonight. tonight. Oh, good song. Okay. (laughs) Um, He would determine if the spirit be my little baby, be my little baby. Okay, awesome place. Okay, he would sleep on their graves and determine if the spirit wished to be brought back to life. He claimed he had been doing this for around twenty years, and insisted, insisted that when he began, he never dug up a grave without the permission of the child within. As he grew older, it became physically painful for him to sleep on the graves, so he just began bringing the bodies home.
1: <laughs> it was where, uncomfortable to sleep on a. Where it earth. would be
0: more comfortable to sleep near them in the bed. He hoped the spirits would be more willing to speak in a safe, welcoming home, and that they might be easier to hear when they were
1: no longer underground. I'm sorry, he was sexual with them. I'm sorry, after, he's a man. There's
0: no evidence of it, and he says he had, after okay. So after exhuming the corpses. He researched mummification theories and techniques in an effort to preserve the bodies. He dried the corpses, salt and baking soda, We already talked about. Um, Once the bodies dried, though, he carried them home where he used various methods to make dolls in an attempt to give them functional bodies. Um, And as they shrunk, as they dried, he would just, like, stuff rags in them and add more layers of things around them so they could, yeah, not, like, have their arm fall off because they're a dried-up corpse. Yeah, so it says unable un- 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 to- unable to. So he said um, to be used when he eventually discovered a way to bring them back to life. He wanted to, be- to eventually figure right. out how to bring them back to life, feeling that their physical remains were too decayed, and ugly for them to feel comfortable to be happy. Unable to prevent the bodies from withering and shrinking as they dried, he would wrap the limbs in strips of cloth and stuff the body cavity with rags and padding to provide fullness. Sometimes adding wax masks. Decorated with nail polish over the faces before dressing them in brightly colored children's clothes and wigs, the details
1: made the bodies mm. appear to be large
0: homemade dolls, which prevented their discovery. This does not
1: fucking look like. This looks like a child that was burned in a fire. It's creepy, and the, the it looks like Michael Jackson burned in the damn Pepsi The partial. um
0: color photos, you can like see it better.
1: Um, I just understand how the parents didn't know what the fuck was going on.
0: With my it. other daughter is calling me. I wonder why. The last time my daughter called me, she was in a wreck. This one's the college one. She can wait. Um, it was, a, And we'll take a break in a minute. Um, So it was... Wait, what was it about to say? Oh, it made them appear to be large homemade dolls. It was unclear if each doll contained a full set of human remains, though. So okay. they, they weren't able to determine. So he said he was aware that he was committing a crime, but he felt that the dead children were calling out to be rescued and believed that rescuing them was more important than obeying the law. He was also motivated by his own desire to have children, specifically a daughter. He often regretted that he never had children and at one point attempted to adopt a young girl against the wishes of his parents, but the application was declined due to low income. (laughs) Thank God. He also denied any sexual attraction to the dolls and instead considered them to be his children. He spoke to and interacted with the corpses, sang songs to them, watched cartoons with them, held birthday parties, celebrated holidays, yeah, all of that I, with I just,
1: I'm sorry. That's just crazy. That's like saying... I don't know. I can't imagine like going on a date with someone like, "Do you see all my dolls?" I'd be like, "I'm fucking out of here."
0: You the video when you watch the video, they're everywhere. You look and they're like in a corner, and then you're like, "Is that really? Is that one of them?" Yes, it says every single one. First that red you flag. See. <laughs> yeah.
1: Collector of dolls and <laughs> oh yeah. hell no. All right, guys, we're gonna take a can't quick break. break a break a break. Hopefully, you enjoyed that. That shit crazy. <laughs> oh. All right, and he's free t- to leave anytime he wants. Oh, no. Way. That's crazy. All right. We're going to take a break. Stay tuned, Stay tuned. for my crazy ass story. Welcome back to Gotham Welcome Beauty. Back. Cheyenne, if you call, your mom's going to put you on speaker and answer the phone if you come back. No, just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. We wouldn't do that to you. Okay. So... No, wait.
0: Cheyenne, she, I texted her and said, "We're recording our show right now. What? What do you want?" And she said, "Is Panopticon 21 plus or 18 plus?" "18 plus." "It is." "I think so." And then she said, "Hi." "Are mom. they going?" "I don't know." And then she said, "Hi, Mom's podcast." And then she put hashtag Team Bell.
1: <laughs> if your daughter is not on your
0: team, then you, you're doing Cheyenne,
1: wrong. it's Team Bell. Team Bell. <laughs> There's no bet- in between. It's Team Gotham Bougie. It's team Gotham Beige. Gotham Beige. So my true crime story is, of course, it's gonna have murder and it's gonna have kids because that's just where how male rolls. Okay. It's Nathaniel Bardona, and he was also suspected as a serial killer, but he only killed one person, so I don't hmm. get how he's a serial killer. Is he an American? He is. Okay. Yes. Um. He was born David Paul Brown, February fifteenth, nineteen fifty-seven. Um, He died April 13th, 2008. Okay. So, during our lifetime, this crazy... At Yes. he's an Yes. He is an American convicted child molester. And a cannibal. He was sentenced to a 130-year prison sentence without the possibility of parole in Montana after being convicted of kidnapping, aggravated assault, sexual assault of various children. I'm going to have to have you stop doing this shit about kids but okay go ahead this is what comes up when i search like do you search serial killer of kids no like (laughs) i didn't search serial killer i did true crime and this guy pops up and it's like what the hell um so in his early life in the late july 1964 so he was born in 57 Mm -hmm. so um in late july 1964 oh wow he wasn't even he was seven sorry guys uh Complaining about Belle's daughter calling, my daughter calls, (laughs) FaceTimes me from college. Sorry. Okay. So, back to his early life in 1964. He was seven years old. He lured a five-year-old neighbor into his basement, telling her that he had received a Ouija board. Fucking Ouija boards for his birthday that could predict the future. Once in his basement... He attempted to strangle the girl. Um, Her screams attracted the attention of his mom, who came to her rescue. Thank God. Wow. God, yeah. Yes. Can you imagine being the mother and seeing that your child just tried to strangle? Yeah. He's been crazy his whole life. So, in 1970, he was 12. Um, he managed to lure another neighbor, a six-year-old boy, to a nearby, seems to be his age of kids, you know, yeah. to a nearby hill, claiming he wanted to go sledding. And, um, Slutting? Sledding? Sledding. Sledding. <laughs> riding a sled. Once, <laughs> <she snorted. laughs> Once they arrived, however, he sexually assaulted the little boy.
0: Aww. A few years
1: later, he attempted to lure two boys um, riding their bicycles down a street to a neighborhood cemetery fucking cemeteries where he intended to murder them but one of the boys grew suspicious persuaded his friend not to go so they got out of that okay in late March 1975 so about 10 years later so he was born in 57 so this is in 75 a year before we were born hmm. yep yeah. um, he was impersonating a police officer he abducted an 8 year old little boy um, while he was on his way to school then proceeded to sexually assault and strangle him how old was he again? When was this? So 1975. So he was 12 and 70. So 13, 14, 15, 16. He was 17. Wow. So yeah, he was 17 in person, which I guess impersonating a police officer, you'd have to be a little bit older. Yeah. So He was 17. Um, he, um, sexually assaulted him and strangled him. The kid's um, name was Richard O'Connor. Um, a neighbor who was out looking out his window observed the abduction and he they called the police and they started search the police started searching for the boy. Uh, for this kid Richard O'Connell Connor, excuse me. Um the car later observed um the patrol car observed a car matching what was reported from the neighbor, um, of the abduction car parked in um, so they found okay, let me go back. I'm getting lost in my story here. <laughs> Caitlin threw me off calling. Um, okay, so a patrol car later observed a car matching what was used in the abduction parked far away from others in a parking lot, and after calling for backup, um, ordered Bar Donut out of the car, and then they found O'Connor um in the car, bloodied. He defecated himself, huh? so he pooped himself, peed on himself, which I can only imagine wow. from the sexual assault. God. And he was near the point of death. Oh, man. So he wasn't dead so yet. So
0: this is not the one he killed.
1: No. A few days after <laughs> his high school graduation, Bar, so about eighteen, nineteen, Bardona drove to nearby Hartford, Connecticut, and again impersonating a police officer, abducted a nine-year-old little girl. He savagely assaulted her as well in the car. After the child began, began vomiting and having convulsions from the assault, he drove up to a nearby sidewalk and threw the girl out of the car. A witness saw the incident and got Bardona's license plate leading to his arrest. Uh, there's witnesses, at least, that are trying to help yeah. get this guy. I mean, can you imagine people not having witnesses? Like, well, there's so many that happen yeah. that there's no mm-hmm. witnesses. Right. Um, so a nearby witness um, saw the incident and got his license plate leading to his arrest. The assault never got back to Bardona's probation officer because he was on probation from the mm-hmm. previous stuff. Um, and you know, at that time in the seventies, they didn't have like The computer. Yeah, because I was just about to say, well, they how didn't the have they didn't have the um the sexual assault list like they oh have yeah now. the registry registry uh-huh. that people have to go on. They didn't mm-hmm. have that where you can't live within a mile radius, yeah, yeah. five mile radius, of ten mile, whatever it is, of schools and kids. You can't, you know, they didn't have that. But
0: How did his probation officer not find out?
1: Because this was not um at the same place mm. so he drove to nearby Hartford, Connecticut. Damn. well, I yeah. think it's Gilmore girls <laughs> <laughs> um so his um so da, 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 da. Um, so didn't get back to the probation officer um he was released from parole in may of nineteen seventy six um for his earlier abduction and an assault an assault officer sexual assault o- Of O'Connor. So when uh, Bardona's probationary period was over, he received a letter thanking him for his cooperation. Wow. Yes. I mean, can you imagine? That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, thanks for your cooperation, even though you fucking did this shit to kids. So September 24th, 1977, he claimed, again, to be an undercover FBI agent. So something undercover, other police officer. Now he's an FBI agent. He convinced two boys coming out of a White City Cinema in Shawsbury, Massachusetts to enter his vehicle. This is the for Stranger Danger, mm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, he transferred the boys to a secluded area where he handcuffed them, proceeding to strangle and flick cigarette ashes upon them. Damn. After jumping repeatedly on the chest of one of the boys, mm. at 375 pound... Mm-hmm. 375 pounds. Believed he had killed him. Then drove off with the others still alive in his trunk. However... The first boy regained consciousness and managed to find help. (sighs) Leading shortly thereafter to his arrest again, the other boy was found still alive in his trunk. For his crime, he was convicted of attempted murder and received the maximum um, sentence of 18 to 20 years in prison. That's all. That's it. After doing all that. No wonder our kids are fucked up. And these are kids who are our age. Yeah. Like, these are people that... I'm out trying to date. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, like, do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's crazy. So while in prison, he was transferred um, to the Bridgewater State Hospital because obviously something definitely mentally is wrong. So March 22nd, 1984, he changed his name to Nathaniel Benjamin Levi Barjona. Again, he was born as David Paul Brown. He gave several reasons for changing his name. He told friends and relatives that he wanted to know um, what it was like to be uh, discriminated discriminated against and persecuted as a Jew.
0: He wanted to know he what that's about? He wanted to
1: know. What the fuck? During a later interview with Dr. Michael Stone for the television show Most Evil, he claimed he was Jewish and wanted his name to reflect that. Later in the same year, Superior Court Judge <laughs> Walter He Nath identified still, as a Jew? Yes. Wow. wow. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. Wow. Ruled that he, um, Massachusetts had failed to prove that Barjona was dangerous. No, shit, Sherlock. no kidding, right? Um, I mean, fine. I mean, at least someone like actually realized it, you know. Um, where was I? He was in my place. He, re- he released him. Um, oh, it was dangerous, and he was released before moving to Great Falls, Montana. During this time. Uh, Barjana confided in his psychiatrist that he fantasized about abducting, murdering, and cannibalizing children. Wow. I mean, obviously, why would he be released after doing all that shit? It's crazy.
0: The law is weird, though. Sometimes it's hard to hold people unless they've done
1: it. Yeah, but he had
0: done it. He had had done it and
1: gone caught. Yeah. He got caught in the act. Mm -hmm. This kid was found near death in 1975. If he had been put away for life, yeah. then he wouldn't have done all this other stuff yeah, to all think, these kids. I think the
0: attempted murder
1: should hold much higher. But I just
0: understand because there's it's people, only by chance that they. I mean, didn't there's so many them. people
1: that are arrested for smoking weed or having uh-huh. like, and then you have these people that are still out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. It it's just crazy. I don't. It's crazy to me. Anyways, so August 9th, nineteen ninety one, just a month after being released. I mean, during our lifetime, yeah. a month after being released from Bridgewater State Hospital. He observed a seven-year-old boy sitting alone in a car outside of a post office in Oxford, Massachusetts. Oh, no. At this point, he weighed, two, Bardona weighed 275 pounds. Oh, so
0: he'd lost 100 pounds?
1: Uh-huh. At the time. Yeah, 275 pounds. Entered the vehicle and sat on the boy, thrusting That's his fun. mask. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm sorry. I know, right? <laughs> what the fuck? I thinking, like, this So, like, how did he get in the car, number one? Number two, in 1991, that was like. People were getting abducted, and you heard about it. Yeah. Why were you leaving your fucking kid in the car by themselves? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Anyways, so he sat on the kid, um, thrusting his mass, huge body atop the kid's, his fragile chest. Mm. And more witnesses, along with the kid's mom. What was his deal with... His mom was witnessing this. Squashing his chest. I don't know. I guess because of quick death, maybe... Breaking the ribs would puncture the lung. I don't know. His mom witnessed this. She ran to the uh, witnesses, and the mom ran, saw the event, and ran to the boy's rescue, causing Barjona to flee. An officer recognized Barjona's description from over fifteen years earlier. He was later arrested for the attack.
0: Can you imagine being the mom and like going into the store for I don't know, a pack of cigarettes because probably what she was going to get, and turning around and looking out and seeing that in the mm-hmm. car? I know it's nuts. How old was the kid?
1: Um, two, 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 seven years old. So he probably weighs maybe seventy pounds, sixty pounds, yeah. depending on his size, or less. Like if it was, it was a boy. But I mean, Caitlin was like forty-five pounds at seven.
0: Se- I probably would have left a seven-year-old if I just had to run in and grab. I think I might leave my
1: thirteen-year-old by himself in the yeah. car. you know, I just I don't. Um, so he was arrested for that attack. So. At first, this dumbass man says, "Oh, I entered the car to get out of the rain." Cuz you didn't see the 7-year-old sitting there, so you're going to sit on his fucking chest. Oh, fuck. Okay. He later admitted that he intended to kill the boy. Well, no shit. For the attack, he was sentenced to probation in Montana. Probation? We're in Montana, now we were in Massachusetts. Wow. Yes, probation. And he admitted he was trying to kill him. Yes. February 6, ninety six, so that happened when he 91. tried to sit on the chest was ninety one. So this is five years later. Five years later. Nineteen so we were two years graduated from mm-hmm. high school. February 6, 1996, 10 year old Zach Ramsey left his apartment. He's a t- the ten year old at around seven thirty four A. M. to go with to, to school. <laughs> I don't know yeah, you were um, taking his usual route to school in an alleyway near the 400 block of 4th Street, North Ramsey was wearing he was wearing a denim jacket with green sleeves, a blue football jersey, and his last name imprinted on the back of gold, in gold letters, stonewashed jeans, and black high-top sneakers. A family of three, he lives in an apartment in the alleyway, reported seeing Ramsey there that morning, and also reported seeing an off-white four-door car nearly run him over. Several witnesses also had seen this. Another one reported seeing Ramsey standing in the alleyway and that he appeared to be waiting for someone. Hmm. Yet another witness who lived near the end of the alleyway reported seeing Ramsey distressed with an obese adult male following him a few feet behind at about 7.45 a.m. A witness reported seeing Barjona standing beside a dumpster in the alleyway at 7. 15 a.m. while taking out the trash. He was wearing a navy blue police-like jacket. So, again, pretending mm-hmm. to be a police officer. Right. That seems to be how he got his victims. Which and our, the kids were taught.
0: Yeah,
1: they they don't know. If they or if they're FBI and they show you badge or police and their police uniform, yeah, trust them. Yeah, and
0: you're. So you're but why was kids find a what police What I don't officer. get is
1: why wasn't he arrested for like pretending to be a police officer?
0: Yeah, or like, an officer. Yeah,
1: because that alone yeah. should have gotten him more jail time. I'm just saying. Definitely, they failed. The yes, yes failed for sure. Um. So, somewhere between where the alleyway cuts into 6th Street and comes out on 7th, Ramsey disappeared. He has never been seen or heard from since. Aww. Despite the objections of Ramsey's mother, a judge declared him legally dead in 2011. Police investigations conducted years after Ramsey went missing determined that Barjona had access to his mother's off-white four-door 1978 Toyota Corolla the day the boy disappeared and that his mo- mom and brother were out of town for a funeral. Hmm. It was more of a determined that... Um, he did not work on the February 6, 1996, and the days immediately preceding. While searching um, his apartment, detectives found a list of boys' names, which included previous victims and a Zachary Ramsey, followed by the word died. Furthermore, dozens of newspaper clippings were found in his apartment following the Ramsey case. A former roommate of his described finding clothes in his apartment, which appeared to match those that, uh, that Ramsey was wearing. The day disappeared in addition to bloody gloves. Another roommate and others claimed that he sometimes spontaneously brought up the boys in conversations. Investigators also found notebooks with seemingly um, arbitrary characters, which were believed to be coded writing. With the help from the FBI and after months of effort, the writing was decoded. In the notebooks, he described torturing and eating uh-huh. children. There were also macabre recipes, including children's body parts. Uh-huh. When detectives sprayed Barjona's garage with a phosphorus chemical while investigating his involvement in the Ramsey disappearance, the word Tita appeared, which led authorities to believe that he may have been responsible for the abduction of James Tita, a Massachusetts boy Massachusetts Massachusetts, Massachusetts boy who had kidnapped on August twenty third, seventy three. His body was discovered on uh, it was august twenty third, seventy three. Oh my gosh, it's Caitlin's birthday. Not 73, mm. but the 23rd of August yeah. is. Um, his body was discovered on August 25th, of, so two days later um, in 73, in Range, New Hampshire, off of Route 119. An autopsy revealed that he had been raped and strangled. Mm. So his arrest, trial, and imprisonment, was. he was arrested again in 1999, initially for impersonating a police officer. Uh. After searching his home and finding, among other things, many pictures of young children... Children, a child pornography cut out magazine, cut out of magazines, not children pornography magazines, young children pictures cut out of magazines. So like, I guess like Sears catalogs, yeah. Penny's catalogs, child pornography and a bone that was identified as belonging to an unknown young male. Oh. Montana police charged him with kidnapping and sexual assault, fucking about fucking time, as well as kidnapping and sexual assault of three other boys. He was prosecuted for the abduction and molestation at, millet, at his molestation of three boys and convicted of kidna- kidnapping, can't talk anymore tonight, this is the <laughs> third episode, I'm tired talking,
0: kidnapping,
1: kidnapping yeah. aggravated assault, and sexual assault, including charges that he had tortured one of the boys and hung him from the ceiling. Mm. During his trial, 36-year-old Mary Patron recognized him as the man who had abducted and assaulted her by dressing as a police officer in 1974. Wow. However, the statutes of limitations had expired, and Barjona could not be charged with the crime. Investigators also suspected him in the disappearance of 7-year-old Janice Paco 10 months earlier. He was sentenced to 130 years in prison. He maintained his innocence up until his death. Montana authorities were unaware of his criminal record in Massachusetts, a fact that was um, cited by activists campaigning to force former sex offenders to register. Mm-hmm. In December of two thousand four, the Montana Supreme Court Supreme Court turned down his appeals. He appealed. Yeah. Wow. And upheld the conviction of a one hundred thirty prison um, year prison sentence. He was found um, unresponsive in his prison cell on the morning of April thirteenth, oh. two thousand eight. He had been in poor health. His post mortem found significant levels of LDL in his arteries and myocardial since so He had a heart attack. Was a determined cause of his death. If you don't know what a heart attack is, it's a myocardial yes. infarction. Some people may not know that. Me being in the medical field, I know what all this. His allegations of cannibalism, his earliest interest in the test taste of human flesh came by being traced to his childhood. Beginning at the age of six, he would pick at the, his scabs until his skin was Ew. festering. Then proceed to pit, suck on the blood from the wound. His teachers at Webster, um, his elementary school, would call his mom. Had called his mom numerous times to notify her, notify her that her son hab, son's habits were upsetting to the teachers in oh, the yeah. students. I got a sore here. Let me oh. suck on it. I'm a vampire. I mean, I just can't imagine. God. When he was incarcerated in Montana State Prison, many of the guards observed him perform the same habit. So, even in his adult life, mm. he was still still... Um, one guard reported that once he had the scab in his mouth that he appeared to be having sex. Mm-mm. <laughs> Ew! Mm-mm. Ew! No. <laughs> Is that, a, that must be a fetish. Yeah, that's creepy. Oh, it's like a blood fetish. Um, while he was incarcerated at Bridgewater State Hospital, Bardona conf- confided in his psychiatrist about his murderous and cannibalistic um ideas. One of his therapists noted Brown's sexual fantasies because last is Brown was Brown was his real name. Yeah, bizarre nature outlined methods of torture and extend to dissection and cannibalism and again express a curiosity about the taste of human flesh. Oh. They let him go. Uh, Remember, uh, they let him go. Yeah. Although it was known by um, various... Or, although he was known as a... I can't say this word. I'm so tired. Cannibalistic eater. He weighed in excess of 300 pounds because he liked to eat the mm. flesh. Financial records indicated that he had not made any significant groceries for purchases for nearly a month after Ramsey's disappearance. Ah, so lived off the body. After he could have also paid for any groceries using cash or have well stocked on food and meat. After Ramsey's disappearance, he also began to hold cookouts and went to was reported to serve burgers, spaghetti, chili, meat pies, casseroles, and... The guests liked them. Oh, man. And him. At many of those cookouts, a number of persons told Bardona that the meat had a particular taste to it. hmm mm. Yes. And he stated he had gone deer hunting and used deer meat in the dishes. Yes. Damn. To one woman, <clears throat> one woman told him that the taste of his meat, what meat? <laughs> sorry i had to make like some kind of lighthearted what me talking about which one i can't to be repulsive he replied that to that he had um, personally hunted killed butchered and wrapped the meat of the deer he would later be accused of molesting this woman's son wow so did he do it because he did i'm, I'm really gonna need repulsive. you to stop with the story about kids and people eating people in his apartment, detecti- detectives also found a number of recipes using children's body, which oh, I read, no. using ch- that with um, titles such as "Little Boy Pot Pie," what "French Fried Kid," oh and phrases, phrases such as "Lunch is served on the patio with roasted child." And the Dakota journals, Bar Jonah also referenced serving those recipes to neighbors. Also, mm. <laughs> also, what? Huh. Okay. Okay. Also, I can't. Hair was found inside a meat grinder in his apartment. When the hair was tested for DNA, it was found to belong to an African-American be- male, but did not belong to Ramsey. The okay. DNA of the hair was also... <laughs> was also. I'm not laughing at this. I'm laughing because Bell's about to appear... <laughs> Was also different from the childbone fragments found in. Because um, it's one garage. thing
0: to like watch Sweeney Todd and joke about meat pies and yes. shit like that, but it's nothing to. Which also did that. not
1: belong to Ramsey. Ugh. So Ramsey still has not been found. Other possible victims are on the morning of nineteen in nineteen ninety seven, a fourteen year old um, named Amanda Gallion left her home and her bicycle to go to school at seven fifteen and she disappeared along the way. Mm. It was often mistaken. She was often mistaken for a boy. Um, seemed like he liked boys more than yeah. girls, um, which seems to be, yeah. you know, unfortunately. Um, so and this was in Wyoming, which is close to Montana, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so, um, he arrived. In, I was publicly educated. Uh... <laughs> she arrived. Um, he arrived. <laughs> so Baradona arrived in Gillette on the night of October 12, 1997, she was kidnapped. October 13th is when she went missing. Ray stayed at a small motel in the outskirts of town and was back in his Montana residence by the following night. Her bicycle was subsequently discovered along the side of the road off I-90. Her social security number has not been used since her disappearance. Wow. So, that's the last of that they know that he did. But he was only convicted picture, of can... killing
0: one. Yes.
1: But he definitely killed more. Wow, that's what it looks like. He's an ugly-looking man, Mm -hmm. like creepy. So that's my story about Nathaniel Bardona. I'll try to make it where I don't have any (laughs) kids. Mm. I don't know. I don't look up serial killer for kids. I don't look up true crime for kids. (coughs) This is the shit. I guess Google knows that I've looked up certain stories and it like pops up. Because there are plenty that didn't do kids. And it just it kills me, like. But what I don't understand, I guess why maybe this bothers me is how he got, away, is with how so he got away with so many. And the the criminal mm-hmm. justice system, definitely failed all Absolutely, of these kids yeah. because they did not keep him in jail from that first time that he was found in a fucking yeah. car. He almost well, the laws are
0: really tricky too. It's like he didn't do he didn't kill them. So then it's like, what can they? gets i don't stick. know but
1: that's yeah. my story and i'm sticking Ugh, to it that's so, so sad so that's we're gonna fucking. leave you with this gory wonderful story oh on this episode french 18. fried kid what was that french fried kid meat, meat pie boy meat pie yes. oh my god this it's could so horrible. be a movie though this could be a, a horror movie yeah for real and I mean, Sweeney Todd no making idea.
0: meat pies. And see, that's what I'm saying. That's like one thing. It's like a you know. But a lot. I'm just that's thinking kind like of cool. yes. Mean, the, the, the musical Sweeney Todd is funny and cool to watch, but it's like the real life of it is so. I weird. love
1: Sweeney Todd. I, I love his too. music. I love Hi everything. Ah, to see
0: Mr. Todd. Oh, I know you'd love it, but. <laughs>
1: see Mr. Todd um, yes. yeah,
0: but the reality of it is just so
1: fucking horrible. It is, and I those just poor but, kids. There's people out there like this. You don't want still. to keep the photos of no, the dolls? No, not of the dolls. I'm good. <laughs> so the Criminal Minds episode that I was thinking of, um, and I know they base this on, like, real mm-hmm. stuff. So the guy, like, gets the, like, finds women, and he turns them into dolls, like, paints pictures, and they're sitting there at the table, like, having a tea party, and he gives them, like, a paralytic medicine and they're paralyzed and so like their eyes can move and they can look around so they can like look at each other but they can't talk and they're on iv they have ivs in them and they're like looking around and you see them and one of the girls is able to like pull out her iv and so it's kind of wearing off and guy walks back in and hooks her back up oh gosh yes and so it's crazy and they're alive and he feeds them and stuff but they can only look around they can't talk they can't move but he's got like doll faces painted on them oh wow and dress them they he has them dressed like his little Bo peep dresses like that, like with the ruffles right right like and like the shoes and they're just sitting there having a tea party like a real doll yeah that's creepy it's crazy but it was
0: it was grown women not little kids
1: i think it's a and i think it's a lady that does it Hmm. it's a lady that likes um her dad died or something and they did like dollhouses mm. and so she makes the dollhouses and paints the dolls and stuff and people will, like come in it's like in her shop if I remember oh, okay. correctly it's like in the back of her shop but Criminal Minds is a fictional story it right? is but like okay. they take their stories kinda, so it's just like, not a documentary show I've never no. watched it it's oh 100. it's really good that's why I'm like I don't want to wind up in a pig sty getting my flesh that shit has happened <laughs> I know <laughs> they take the stories from real stories and yeah. make you know and adapt them to the shows just like Criminal Minds um does you know a lot of that stuff, not criminalized, but um, Law and Order, yeah, uh-huh. Special Victims CSI, Unit, that's yeah. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, but that's our story. Thanks for joining. Go to Patreon, please, please go to Patreon, so you can see. You know what? We're gonna post these pictures on Patreon too. A, a lot of them. I'm sure they could find these online, but these are good. Yeah, but anyways, still. Our Patreon. Still, Patrons yes. get more privileges. They certainly um, do. Go to Facebook and Instagram to Gotham Bougie Podcast. We're tired. It's I'm tired. 8.30. We've been here since <laughs> so 5.30 recording. All uh, this for you. <laughs> yes. And Mel starts to edit them and post them and do more work. So, Bell's work is done. But (laughs) thank God. But she cooks dinner for us. so I I don't complain. She feeds me well. So that is it. We hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And find us on Instagram. Whatever. I'm still single. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll talk to you guys. I will. I will not know. We will talk to you later. Yes. Is this week Easter? Next week
0: is Easter. This is April Fools. April Fools.
1: So have a great, fucking fantastic April Fools. Yes. Hopefully, you didn't get any tricks played on you. Yeah. Okay. Y'all come back now. Y'all come back now. You here? Bye. <laughs> Bye.